We've got 10 nights until the next full moon. Well, he was what I would call a Sasquatch. Pilots that showed unidentified flying objects. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I don't believe 99% of the things that people claim they've seen. I think this is in that 1%. A lot of people make fun of me, but I don't care. I know it's there. G'day and welcome back to the Mellow Tiger Podcast. My name is Bree Wolf and sitting with me today we have a surprise guest. It's me. It's Jordan. He just didn't think you could make it. No, <laughs> just kidding. We've got Jordan Ernst and the patriarch of the family. That's old silverback. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> the grizzly bear silver fox. Dad. Good to see you. That's all you you're just dad. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. That's who you'll go with. Old pop pop. Yeah, Josh had some issues making it today. Josh is an issue. Oh, you know, it's only okay you say that because you say that about all your children. Yeah. You, like, spread... Yeah, hate. Huh? No favoritism here. <laughs> yeah, put us all down together. <laughs> yeah, we all feel the sting. Hmm. I just woke up. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> I had my tooth removed. Like I got it extracted and then I developed a dry socket, which was fun over the weekend. And it always happens over the weekend. I was in the emergency room twice to try and get painkillers. Not fun. And then they finally stuffed it this morning. And then I was like, I'll just have a quick nap. And then dad's ringing me. He's like, I'm here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Did I just have a time travel? Yeah, <laughs> time like, slips. Yep. What hole did She's I She's dedicated down? to this show, I'll tell you. She'd mm. have slipped through it if I didn't well, bring Beck, it. Beck said she needs to go back because after her surgery, she still thinks she's got something in there. Oh, really? Um, yeah, like she can feel something in there. So she thinks she might have to go back because it's a little bit sore and I'm just like, that can't be good. No, dude, the whole weekend I was going to mum and dad and I was like, there's something in there. And I didn't know if it was the blood clot or not because you're supposed to get a blood clot. And I was like... Got a pair of tweezers and went to pull it out, and it went to come out heaps easy. And I'm like, shit, I better not touch it. But it turns out it was just food. Yeah. So there's nothing in there but food. <laughs> thought your brains were leaking out yeah. through so, your gum. <laughs> so now I'm just like, I'm just not going to eat. Dan's like, you can't not eat. I'm like, I'm just not. I don't want to deal with this again. It's so painful. And swallow like a duck. How do they swallow? Oh, Josh, Josh was eating potatoes. Yeah, poultry man. <laughs> That's why Josh wasn't here is because he's going to get more ducks. Yeah. <laughs> is he really? No, he's doing overtime. Oh, thing. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he can go get more ducks. <laughs> there, is he expanding to geese yet? I heard he did. Yeah, I believe so. Really? Yeah. yeah. They seem vicious. Well, they might be. Really? No. Maybe he's training them for battle. <laughs> <laughs> my geese army. Can you imagine putting little like um seats on them and then getting like a chipmunk or something keeps awful to ride them around? Have like, you seen like those monkeys riding those little pigs like overseas? <laughs> they jump on them and they like start running away. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Quality content. This is what will make Josh travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to see the monkeys. <laughs> so today we were going to do a Devil May Care episode. Mm. You got some stuff, Jordan? Yeah. I, I did. I was going to allocate some time, but then I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on you, Jordan. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No pressure. What, Dad? You, you said you were going to prepare something. Prepare? I'm here. I'm prepared to just talk. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> all right. Today, I'm going to be diving into the Hellhound. I have no... You told me about this. I have no mm. idea what this is. So, when... When I think of Hellhound, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? mind supernatural. Exactly. Yeah. Supernatural, where they're invisible. And what is it? You go to the... 
your soul. crossroads yeah. and you summon a demon and yeah. Oh, the hellhounds are the one that come for your soul. So mm. if you make a devil with the with the a sorry, deal with it, the devil. Yeah. Yep. Then the hellhounds are the ones that come to get you. Oh, that's cool. But they would salt like the window sills and the doorways. Yeah, to stop them from coming yep. in. Another thing that reminds me of them is the mountain monsters. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> God damn Yahoo. Yeah, yeah. So that's what comes to my mind first. But the hellhound, a hellhound is a monstrous dog leashed to the spirit, spiritual world, sometimes nicknamed the bearer of death in some parts of the world. They can often be found guarding the entryways to the afterlife or skulking in the shadows behind a person who is doomed to die soon. So normally like an omen of death kind of thing. Oh, like Harry Potter. <laughs> just freaky looking things. No, you so see the tea leaves. It's the Grim Reaper, basically. Yeah. Of, of damn Oh, there. that's sweet. The Grim Reaper gets a dog too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little fluffles. What breed do you reckon it'd be? Rottweiler. What it wants to. <laughs> Not Rottweiler. Um, Doberman. Okay. What, what, what breed do you reckon? Corgi. <laughs> <laughs> I just got Prince the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit rough. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you didn't even know I was going to be talking about hellhounds today. <laughs> oh man, the hellhounds' appearance varies from region to region, but wherever they appear, they strike fear into the hearts of all who witness them. The English corgi. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a mullet. <laughs> These phantom canines are considerably larger than a normal dog. Werewolf of London. <laughs> a, a small hellhound is about the size of a mastiff, while a large one can dwarf horses and bears. What? There's different sizes. Different sizes. It dwarfs bears. Yeah, and horses. Imagine yeah. a, that's a big dog. That's a big poochie, isn't it? <laughs> Would you rather that one than the little one? Yeah. Because you get a chihuahua and then you've got like <laughs> the giant bear one. I'd rather just die instantly or something. Not. I'd rather the big one. Yeah, so would I. You could saddle it, it up and ride it into the Is it just me or does Brie look like she's still asleep? No. <laughs> she's struggling, mate. Yeah. She's got a hangover. I don't mm. have a hangover. I'm just... <laughs> she's feeling under the weather. I'm not feeling under the weather, but they pumped me full of drugs too. My whole side of my mouth was numb. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, back to that bloody mm. big dog. So it goes on to say their hair is black as coal and their eyes glow an angry red or green flame. The most terrifying individuals may have multiple heads or, more frightening, have none at all. Who's seen these? People around the world. Oh, okay. So you and I could be like, you'll like see a person walking like Dad will ride past on the quad and you'll have some of these big bear thing figure chasing him. And I'm like, Because mm. they say it's more of like a spiritual thing. It's got no head. That, well, that's what it says. It says more frightening and have no head at all. But when you're coming up against the dog, what's the most frightening part of the dog? The exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what's it going to do? Stamp on me? Yeah. <laughs> Shake. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good boy. It's this big giant arsehole on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a black hole, like a wormhole. Down fighter. <gasps> Spotting a hellhound can be difficult since they are mostly nocturnal creatures and their black hair blends in with the darkness of the night. Still, if you keep alert, you might smell a sulfurous odour as the beast gets nearer. Or you might notice a trail of scorched ground where its path crosses yours. That's pretty cool. Like you'd be walking and you'd see like paw prints. Like I can just imagine it like a like a flaming paw print I'm on just, the ground, it's just smoking. Like, all I'm thinking is like, who wrote this though? Like who compiled all the information and wrote it? And because there's like what you say, like a spiritual creature, but everyone seems to be having the same experience or something. Well, except one's like, I saw one had no head, but had a big butthole, and then the man went. Boop, boop, boop. Disappeared. <laughs> well, I'm guessing this isn't the same guy that sees it all. He just gets accounts from everyone around the world and compiles it together. Okay. 
Lots of stories in that. (laughs) Still better than my job. (laughs) Despite their ferocious appearance, most hellhounds are more mysterious than hostile. They rarely attack humans unless they are provoked. In fact, even if you wanted to fight one of these monsters, come on, come and get it. <laughs> it would probably run away. Run a thup. Run a thup, bitch. Y'all don't want these hands. <laughs> so, I'd, the head. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'd most likely run away or disappear into the mist or shadows before you had time to launch an attack. Josh is just in the front yard ripping his shirt off because one's near his ducks. He's just like, the buttons are popping everywhere. <laughs> I will protect the yeah. flock. In some stories, hellhounds are valiant and devoted guardians. They might be assigned to guard a treasure or a sacred ground. Again, the beasts will only attack if they are provoked, but if you put one to toe too close to their treasure, it might be the last move you ever make. What's their treasure? Dead souls or something? I'm guessing just all sorts of different treasure. <laughs> Maybe some gold? Maybe it a bit doesn't of mean much to you, but my mama used to have this <laughs> tablecloth growing up and it's my biggest treasure. <laughs> they're, they're, they're blanky. <laughs> <laughs> that one squeaky toy. Unlike their free cousins at Rome, a guardian hellhound will never back down or run away from a fight. So these ones, because they've got something to guard, they're not going to run away. So it's okay. Are these like the ones that guard, what's his name? Like Cerberus. You know, the ones who guard like the... Yeah, there's like the three-headed one. Yeah. Not to bring up Harry Potter again. Yeah. The one who, is it Hades and the Underworld? That's what I was thinking, Hades. Cerberus. So who's in charge of all these dogs? That's what I'm wondering. How do they got to Maybe they're their own master. Hmm. You got a neuter program because there seems to be a lot just running around doing whatever they want. The RSPCA involved in this. Yeah. Imagine that. Can you go wrap up this hellhound running around in the streets? I don't get paid enough for that, Jim. <laughs> I'm a volunteer. In a few rare cases, hellhounds have been seen escorting women. Hey, now what's going on there? <laughs> Through the night, or escorting souls on their way to the afterlife to protect them from other monsters that might be lurking in the dark. So another oh, that's so another people- sort of flip side to it. Like they're guarding the souls. Because other dark creatures might want to snatch them up. Yeah. Especially if she's pretty. She's pretty You imagine the hellhounds, all they'll hear is, oh, such a shame. She's so pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Always more No one cares about the ugly ones. Such a shame. She's so pretty. These accounts seem to show that the canines are soft-hearted and benevolent. However, other rare cases are documented that hounds attacking churches or other religious gatherings, which paints them as a nasty lot. Now, I'm kind of liking them now. Yeah. Yeah, we've got something going on. Kind of like the rock and roll of the pooch world. (laughs) (laughs) Faceless monsters. Got to fight the man. (laughs) G-O-D is D-O-G. Backwards. (laughs) The hounds have many supernatural skills that make them both powerful allies and fearsome enemies. To begin with, they have incredible speed and strength even for large predatory animals like themselves. They can outpace a cheetah in a race and tear down trees with their razor-sharp claws. So these things mean business. Yeah, you don't muck about with them. There ain't no running from them. I'm still like, who is witnessing this shit? Faster than who a cheetah. Who saw a hellhound race a cheetah? Mm. Hands up, everybody. <laughs> Put your hand up. The cheetah won by a head. Damn, nature, you're scary. <laughs> Jesus. They are also masters of disguise. Am I not totally enough for the turtle club? <laughs> turtle, turtle. Able to conjure up cloaks of mist, shapeshift into various forms, or even vanish, <laughs> vanish into thin air. This sounds like someone who is at some sort of court case for erratic driving, and they're like, so the thing is, I was this hellhound on the road, and I swerved to miss, and that's how I hear an up that here curb. And they're like, what's a hellhound? It's like, settle down and let me tell you a story. <laughs> Unravel <laughs> the parchment. Is, this is what it seems like. What nationality is this person telling me? Southern. 
<laughs> Southern what? Southern hey, something. Chicken. <laughs> We've never let the truth get in the way of a good story on this show, so <laughs> let's proceed. In cultures that associate fire with hell, which is, I'm guessing is most of them, the hounds are also able to play tricks with flames. They scorch the ground where they walk, and their claws are as hot as flames when they lash out. They are brilliant at dramatic entrances and exits. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Look at me, bitch. <laughs> Conjuring up pillars of fire to transport themselves. Overall, the hellhounds most dreadful. <laughs> ben hellhounds. <laughs> ben her hellhounds, just like on a chariot. Mush. <laughs> Overall, the hellhounds most dreadful ability is its uncanny sense for death. If you see a hellhound, your odds of dying in the next week, year, the next year, skyrocket. If you see him three times, you are definitely a goner. Say we went and found a stuffed dog and then attached some flames to it and then put it around certain people's homes just at night. So it's just like, oh, Just certain people certain, on the list. <laughs> it takes head off. <laughs> Take it takes head, head off. It make it super confusing. Well, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, what's this on my back porch? <laughs> And you'd be like, that's so do these things only turn up when someone's time's up? Or well, they... that's what it goes on to say. It says it's unclear whether these black spectres appear merely as an omen of death or seeing them actually causes the death. So yeah, they're not sure okay. whether them showing up is the prelude to so death. Or... random. They sound yeah. like they're living like a Fast and the Furious life. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. But I've known like a lot of literature, like for example, in um, one of the books I read, Odd Thomas by Dean Koontz, mm. he had a similar thing and they were like dog-shaped shadows and they would follow, it was like a key part to the story where they would follow trouble around. So they'd follow people who are either about to be in trouble or start trouble. Yeah. So they're either bad so people bit, about to do bad things yeah. or people that were going to experience something bad done to them. Yeah, right. so this is sort of links up to be kind of the same. So there's like a bunch of different... Like ones all over the world. So you got in the Greek verse, it's like Cerberus of the underworld. He guards the underworld. In China, there's a huge black demon dog named Tengu, blamed for causing eclipses by eating the sun. That's so a big dog. That is a one big dog. He ate the sun, so we eat him, and now we all <laughs> eating the sun. Imagine pooping that thing. Which is like the Norse one, Fenrir. <laughs> no, Fenrir, the one Fenrir who's is meant Loki's to. what dog that do- goes off the chain and kills everything. I think it's meant to be his son or something, yeah. And it. In the apocalypse of the Norse, which is Ragnarok, he's meant to defeat Odin. He yeah, he's like it's like Loki's son or something. Hey? Yeah, but he's in the shape of a dog. He's a big, a large black dog, and I think he also eats the sun or something in their the, mythology. Yeah, like Isn't it everything. funny how it all kind of links up through everyone's mythologies? Well, you know, because mm. the sun is the most important thing, right? Mm. So without the sun, you can't grow crops. You can't get a tan. That means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, I think that's why the Incas and they lost their shit because they couldn't get their tan on. Yeah. yeah. That's why they started throwing bodies down steps and stuff, Virgins, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Ugly ones only. <laughs> Keep the pretty so, ones. So this dog's not being directed. He pretty much got a free reign. He can just run around some, the place. Some are on leads guarding treasures and so forth, like Cerberus in the underworld and others just free reign. Right. But they all... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, you go back to sleep. George. <laughs> if, you, if you're one of these dogs and you're getting about, what sort of a person are you going to... What, what sort of person is going to take your eye and you're going to go, <laughs> going to fuck you up? Well, I don't know about that. I'll probably be into Tahiti somewhere drinking cocktails and stuff, you know. <laughs> you're like a chill dog. <laughs> just I'm a, I would make a perfect hellhound. I'd be going to the people that park just too close to the line in a car park and you're just like, great. <laughs> <laughs> you're dead. Just too close when you see someone do something. Something just only moderately annoying. No, I'd make a perfect hellhound because I feel like it sounds fun. It's like just being a Karen dog. Mm. You just get to go around and do whatever. 
it kind of sounds like you just do whatever the fuck you want whenever you want. Yeah, but with if you're, no are you a good dog or are you a bad dog? Yeah. Or you, bad you dog. Know, as, as people you see, you think it wouldn't hurt to. Thin do you them think? Out. That, do you think it's their like? It's their choice, not exactly their breeding, because like it says, there's good ones and there's bad ones. Do you think it's up to the hellhound to be whether I'm going to be a good hellhound or I'm going to be a bad hellhound? Well, who? What does the hellhound get in trouble from? Like what monster? What monster regulates it? Maybe the other ones. The pack. Oh. It's a democracy. Yeah. <laughs> a dogmocracy. Hellhound's got to have democracy too. <laughs> <laughs> there's also another type from the Native American called the Cadejos. These are going to be cool. So they're the white and black spirit dog of the Native Americans. So the white one, again, the white one was going to guide you on your travels or your journeys or whatever, and then the black one's just going to kill you. Uh-huh. So again, it's just good and evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so is it yeah, but bad. Yeah, exactly. I'm cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh they is it necessarily evil, though, or is it just like a sign? Do you know what I mean? Like maybe your time's up and that car's going to fall on your head and they're just here to, like a spirit guide, like George said. It's just like... It might be an omen that something bad's going to happen, but is it necessarily is responsible? Is it kind of like the black cat kind of thing? Yeah. Is it necessarily responsible for it? Or are you, is your time just up and it's here to do its job? All it reminds me of is like the spirit world with the spirit dogs is young guns. Remember the, where they're going through like the desert and they drink that stuff? <laughs> oh, and yeah. they start hallucinating about everything. <laughs> See the size of that chicken? <laughs> I wouldn't give a bucket of piss, save yeah. your life. Just love that bit. So just talking about the hellhound, it leads me on to my next story about the Hound of Mons. So this might be right up your alley. You're a little bit of a um, history buff with the World Wars. Would you say oh, fake history? Yeah. No, no. Like, this is real history. No, no, yeah. but I'm saying dad's history is get a really cool story already and then just make it even cooler by adding completely fake elements that sound sick and then your heart breaks when you grow up and you realise that wasn't true. Okay, I'm going to stop the story right here. because that's <laughs> <laughs> She's starting to wake up. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Battle of Mons? No. Nah. Is it French? The town is in... Near Brussels in Belgium. So. Okay, I was wrong. Mm. <laughs> yep, you were wrong. Yep. So in 1914, German troops had occupied the town of Mons, just southwest of Brussels in Belgium. The British, in what was their first foray into the Battle of World War One, marched valiantly into Mons to attempt to liberate it from the German forces, despite being heavily outnumbered. Nothing? No. Nah. No? Nah? Cool. Soon, however, the British troops sustained large casualties as against the German onslaught, and the battle turned into perilous trench warfare as the tenacious British forces dug in and continued the fight, with both sides relentlessly pummeling the other side with constant gunfire, artillery fire, machine gun batteries, as well as hand-to-hand combat in the blood-soaked mud of the trenches. Between the trenches of the two enemy sides was what is referred to as no-man's land, yeah, we both know we what No Man's that. Land yeah. is, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's where they play cricket on Christmas Day? Yes, exactly. You're on to it. Is it not? I thought it was. <laughs> Didn't they do that? No Man's Land was where, I think... Neither was, owned it. Well, right? no, yeah, neither, and you couldn't go out on it because you'd get cut down. Like, it was just... Okay, but didn't that happen? I'm it was not neither being, neither. It was in the middle somewhere. And it was I'm no not being dum-dum, though. Didn't yeah, that happen yeah. to Anzacs and, like... The Germans wasn't it like Christmas or something. They came out of their trenches and they played a grand game of cricket. Oh, that did happen. I think Germans and English. I think. Yeah, okay, at some I was point like, that's not fake, is it? Someone put up a flag and they all met and uh, shared Could have just done that and smokes and chocolates for and had fucking a game of the rest of the war. I don't Our know. bosses are big dicks, don't you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, such big dicks! When we fight again, I'm gonna go pew. You're gonna go. Ugh, and you're gonna pretend to die. I'm gonna go get a beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Problem is, the first thing they teach soldiers is do as they're told, isn't mm. it? You know. So. Mm-hmm. The no man's land refers to the area that lies between the trenches of the two enemy sides that 
both lay claim to, but are afraid to move in openly out of fear and uncertainty about what will happen if they do. It's also called the gooch. (laughs) The gooch of the battlefield. No man's land was typically heavily defended and fortified on both sides. So you got assholes on one side and there's a dick on the other. <laughs> That's it, hey. Does it, 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 the good guy is just the perspective of who's writing. Yes. <laughs> Any movement into them typically resulted in immediately coming under intense enemy fire. Yeah. Thus ensuring that these zones become barren wastelands where no one dared to tread. Hence the name, No Man's That's Land. That's right, yeah. And also because women weren't allowed to fight in the war. Mm, or otherwise it would have been no people's land. Yeah, no. Do you know what? It probably still would have been no man's land. No, I think they'd let the women still go there. (laughs) Someone's got to clean up the mess. What? (laughs) I'm too. I'm too sore to care. You're fucked. And it was in this grimiest of circumstances that the story of the Hounds of Mons began. A chronicle was published in the 1919 by the Canadian veteran F. J. Newhouse, describing the story of a gigantic otherworldly hound that mauled British soldiers in no man's land. The publishing, the publishing claimed that this hound could be your typical hellhound or phantom, but also the intentional creation of a horrific German experiment. So what? who published this? What what newspaper did they say? Doesn't or, say what newspaper. Because it sounds to me like, Dad, you can chew your minty. It's okay. <laughs> it's, funny, it's, funny it's, watching, it's funny watching you try and try and chew it without making it. <laughs> Subtly. But do you know what I mean? Like when you write an article, it's kind of like if the Germans were like, yes, yes, big hound coming and killed all of the English. And the English like, fuck, I don't want to go there. There's a big hound. But it's like, what do you call it? Propaganda? Yeah, yeah. Could be. Could yeah. be propaganda. Well, I think it's cool. So according to Newhouse, Dr. Gottlieb Hochmuller, had been performing an array of experiments to develop a powerful weapon to sway the war in Germany's favour. So we've all heard this before where the Germany goes into supernatural mm. experiments to try and enhance their like, probability I've of winning the war. Watched a few Captain Americas. Yeah, a pretty much Captain Wonder America. Women's, a few, yeah, it's always the Germans. So those dogs would have been German Shepherds? <laughs> Wait, no, I'm pretty sure um, Doberman's a German as well. Oh no, they would have been sausage dog duck sound. It was a giant sausage dog. <laughs> so he roamed from one ins- insane asylum to another and finally found a man who had gone mad with his hatred for England. He then extracted the brain out of the madman with the consent of the German government, of course, and inserted it into the skull of a Siberian wolfhound. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were pushing kids in fires back then, so I don't think the consent from like the Germany would be like, this is the worst, least worst thing I've seen so far. Go ahead. Sign off on that yeah. immediately. <laughs> While the madman died, the dog, <laughs> I love this bit, with tender nursing, <laughs> grew powerful and notorious. Why does I feel like he was breastfed to death? <laughs> <laughs> Once fully ready, it was set free to hunt down British soldiers in the battlefield of Mons. So they're basically saying this dog... They've got this Siberian wolfhound, this madman from an asylum, taken his brain, put it in the dog, tenderly cared for the Poochie, <laughs> and then sent him out on the battlefield and went, hey, British, kill. What mm. year was, which, which war, war this was is this? This is the first world war. war. That wasn't Churchill, was it? Uh, he was, in it, I think. So, so was uh, Hitler. They were, they were both in But like they weren't they like... They were younger and they weren't as... Wasn't Hitler war. like a messenger or something? He was an artist. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they reckon no, that, he had the art story. of running no but you know that story right that's why he became like a malevolent piece of shit it was because he was an artist and he painted art and someone gave him like art critique and was like yeah you're not you're never gonna make it and then he was the one next minute he's like fucking burning books and killing people with brown eyes his favourite colour was red maybe it was arsonist not an artist yeah no, I'm, I swear to god they have Hitler's art you can google it funny what you're talking about 
um, watching a show on the weekend, and it was to do with that no man's land and how they big standoff the mm. British and the uh, Germans, and they had these tunnelers getting tunnels underground to sort of get to the other side, with no idea, I guess, of getting underneath them. Because they were there for a long time. Must have been the first one that came out the other side of the tunnel. Well, what the fuck? That? <laughs> I don't think the idea was to come out. It was to get in under them and load her up with... All like getting under their trench and everything. Yeah, and load it up with all the bombs they got, uh, gunpowder, and just let it rip and blow the hell out Jeez, of them. You'd have to trust your engineers, wouldn't you? Uh, you would. But what they often found... And this was, you know, uh, Peaky Blinders. Oh, that's yeah. what those guys did. Thomas and that's what they Shelby. thinking Thomas back Shelby. to. Yeah, anyhow... Um, no fighting, no fighting, no <laughs> fucking fighting. But they get in there, and next thing they could hear chipping on the other side. Both sides were doing it. Oh. So then it was the first one to sort of stack her with bombs and blow up the other side that were tunneling in. And uh, can you and, imagine? Oh, you couldn't. I couldn't. No, but imagine it. being that engineer who's literally just trying to justify his role. They're like, oh. You do it, pew, pew, shoot, shoot. I'm going to tunnel underneath. <laughs> and he's like literally doing nothing. He's just taking his time. And he's like, oh, shit, I think they're doing it too. I'm going to need like a whole army of people to help me with this. Oh, me and Fred Schnuch and I, we <laughs> went to university together. <laughs> we, he was actually top of the class. The problem was there was so much stress in doing it. They hit the, they hit the plonk a fair bit. They hit the grog. And uh, they brought in a new fella because they weren't making enough mileage underground. So they got this new boss come in and he was real strict and he said, right, no more grog. So they sort of dug a hole off to the side of the shaft and put all the grog in it so nobody could get it (laughs) and had big doors on it and nobody was allowed in. Uh, But the boys got the shits with that and they were a bit cunning. They were tunnelers. So they went and started the tunnel somewhere else and dug back in behind the the stash of drug There's and a got it through the back door. There's a fucking war going on. <laughs> and they're like worried yeah. that the Germans are, and they're just like, nah, we need, we need this yeah. terrible So by terrible the time alcohol. they probably, if they, if they yeah. kept the alcohol, they could have got the job done yeah. and, yeah. and would have been good. This yeah. is why you're going to treat your employees well. Yeah. Yes, literally, rule number one. <laughs> so the, de- the days the nightmare began on November 14, 1914, when Captain Yeskis not yet skis. No. <laughs> not uh, yet skis. They didn't have yet skis in 19... 19- well, I don't know. Maybe they did. Oh, you never know. Had to start somewhere. Just Literally. <laughs> just had a bunch of squirrels pulling it around on a wooden sled. Yet skis. <laughs> <laughs> Patting it. When Captain Yetskis and four comrades from the London Fusiliers went on patrol to no man's land, they never returned. After many days, their bodies were finally recovered with their throats ripped out and gaping teeth marks upon their corpses. Nights later, a terrifying howling was heard from the darkness. This but is like, if this, like, say, for example, it, <coughs> you ruined everything, Dad. <laughs> say, for example, you aren't trying, like, it isn't actually a hellhound or whatever, but they're trying to replicate that idea. That's some psychological warfare right there. Yeah, the 100% would, going out and dragging these bodies back. And, look, that's the last thing you'd expect to find in No Man's Land. You'd think someone, like, riddled with bullets, but yeah. not, like, Throats ripped out. We well, might, might have caught them and took them back and sort of chucked them in with the dogs and let mm. the dogs have That's their garbage yeah. and drag them back out. Yeah, for which sure. Is just, which is just as awful. But I, the other night when the fog was rolling in here, Dan's like, come outside, it's so pretty. And I came outside and I, all I could think was, is that coming in some mist? And I was like, I want to go inside now. He's like, why? And I'm like, this isn't, this isn't pretty. This is scary. <laughs> <laughs> so from then on, more and more soldiers would disappear and die in no man's land with the same horrific injuries to their throats and bodies. From time to time, a monstrous howl was heard, and sentries noticed with dread a big grey brute of a dog prowling the grounds of no man's land, sometimes only catching the yellowish gleam of its eyes as it passed by. So these, these soldiers that were getting done, were they only from one side? 
These were from the English. But yeah. only the English would know because the Germans aren't like, yoo-hoo, can we chat for a second? At the mo- I know it's French, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, it's only from the English side. Okay, okay. It, it wouldn't surprise me, though, to just have, like, a big mangy dog who no longer gets fed because it's a war and it's just like, all this food on the floor around me. Mm, just why not? Eat it. And then they, they it's kind of like... A shark once it eats a human, it's kind of like, you know what? I was eating cockroaches and now I'm eating cupcakes. So <laughs> I'm going to keep doing this. It's a great analogy. For two years, the hound proud the battlefield of Mons, gaining an, gaining an ever-growing list of victims and instilling horror into both the British and the German troops. This So it could have been both ways. It was. This yep. dog, these bodies were getting found by both sides, so the Germans and the British. They were getting dragged back to their camp. So if you wanted to talk back to, like, spiritually, it could be one of those things where there's so much death in one place that it's almost like the dog is, like, it's, like, drawn to the area, and that's where it feeds now mm. because it's so much death and, and like, not like evil or whatever, and now it's, like, my playground, Pacific playground. Well, it's a bit like the, the, the bear um, shows you did on here. Where yeah. they, they, they learn where to feed and yeah. they'll eat whatever's there. It kind of look it it's like the Germans are like, Oh, let's send out this big dog, it'll kill the British and then it starts killing its own troops and they're like, Well, probably not a very good idea. Yeah. It always reminds <laughs> Why me of the one Indian. <laughs> it, oh, <blimey. laughs> Maybe the Germans had some Indians. Okay, there. that's fair. It reminds you of the time the Russians trained their dogs to run dynamite underneath the tanks and blow up opposition tanks. So they'd run under that, have like a little lever on the back and hit the tank, boom. So dog's gone too. Russians, I'm sorry, but they're doing shit like that and then they're sending that poor dog Laker into space. They fucking don't care about dogs at all. The only problem is the Russians' tanks ran on petrol, which is what they taught the dogs to sniff out. Problem was, German tanks ran on diesel. So they'd send the dog out. Fuck off. It would turn around and <laughs> run back under their own tanks. <laughs> uh, blowing no. up their own tanks. So they had to stop that program immediately. Shut the dogs! <laughs> Can you imagine, like, what's the boss, like the colonel or whatever, seeing them doing that like, and just and just being like, you fucking incompetent bastards. <laughs> like, just, so, imagine the dog trying to whistle in his mouth. Max, no. He's <laughs> <laughs> coming back. So, as, soon, as suddenly as it had appeared, the hound was gone and the attack ceased. At that time, civilians were suspicious of the story and passed them off as ravings of hallucinations of war-handled minds. War adult minds, sorry. After all, the story seems to be something right about the Edgar Allan Poe horror story. But Newhouse claimed that certain secret papers had been released from Hockmuller's house, which proved legend. Unfortunately, the papers were never heard of That's again. That's always the case. Every time. We always misplace it. Yeah. They're cool, though. Anything to do with warlock stories like that is always super interesting. But it, yeah, it, it's just creepy, like you say. Was it just like mental warfare, kind of? Do you reckon? No. Oh, nah. I don't reckon... I don't reckon they were, like, um... I don't reckon they were... Not, well, not saying smart enough, but I don't think the idea of mental warfare was, like... Like, I'm pretty sure they didn't even believe in psychology back then. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't think it was, like... They, the first thing I heard of mental warfare, I'm probably wrong, but was in Vietnam War, when they used to play sounds from the helicopters overhead to kind of scare the opposition, and it really did work. Yeah. yeah. Didn't that happen, too, in... Uh what was that one with Clint Eastwood when they went for the gold behind enemy lines? 
Oh, um, what was the name of that movie? Didn't it have what's his name in it too? The yeah, old, the bloke in uh, the tank, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, oh, Kelly's Heroes. Kelly's yeah. Heroes, and he had a big tank, and he had this big sound system on his tank. That was, was that World enough with the negative waves? Yeah, double yeah. with the negative waves. <laughs> but he said he said it used to freak me. He'd go into battle with this music blaring, and they. I am such an idiot too, because I'm like, I don't think it dated back that far. We've had the fucking death whistle on here. Yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. The Germans were doing crazy shit too. Like they probably hey, it's like war. They're gonna do anything, whatever they. Think. Dude, this, their stuff that they were doing was so, so same as everybody. Up. But the English would have done whatever they had to do to win the war. I suppose. No, 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 no. You've heard of Joseph Mengele? Oh, I mean, there's, as you said earlier, the side that wins writes it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Dude, though, I capture all the twins and then I put one head of one twin on the other head with the other twin. Ah, didn't work. Next set of twins, please. Oh, well. That's like this sort of shit. They were taking kids in barrels. Like, li- why why like would you swap heads on twins? You still got the same thing as you started with. No, that's why he wasn't swapping. He was putting, he was like, like he was like doing sh- crazy shit like that, though. That's what he was doing. Uh, like, why would you? Because he fucking could. Because he was like, let's see what happens. Yeah. They were getting wheelbarrows full of children. And carts, they were lighting big fires, and they were like, like Junie's age, like babies to ten, and pushing them into these massive bonfires. Yeah, they no. weren't killing them; they were just throwing, like first, they're just throwing them in and letting the fire yeah. do its job. It's like, freaking it crazy, insane, mm. awful. Because back to the um, Mons, it could have also been just like wolves. Like, could have it just been wolves? wolves? I think Germany had wolves. Surely, back in the day, well, they'd have been hungry. Maybe the person got shot or walked on a landmine, but then a dog come and had a feed, and it right. looked like a dog attacked yeah. him. And, and that that could be like the century seen a big grey beast could have just been a big wolfhound dog on the battlefield eating scraps yeah. and stuff. But like you say, just because they had those wounds doesn't necessarily mean they died that way. No, that's Maybe right. Maybe they had died and then they were like eating them, mm. and then they'd find them and be like, "Oh, the wolf got him." Plus, like you're in like a high stress time. Like you know what I mean? Like you're just like fucking freaking out over everything as you should yeah. be. Well, that's it. Like you could, you'd be like, oh, this can't get any worse. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's this big dog roaming the freaking battlefield, ripping out throats and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Can you just imagine everyone going up to like their superior officer, being like, "I quit," and they're like, "No, no, no, it doesn't work like that." And yeah, you're like, "What? No. <laughs> not in the army? I can't just leave." You said bullets, not dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I don't like canines. <laughs> I'm allergic. My dog proof vest. <laughs> I had one which I guess is similar to yours, but I didn't have time to, because <laughs> I fell asleep, <laughs> to like flesh it out. But talking about like mass burials oh, yep. from around the world, and some of them are so creepy. Like, and it always seems to be in London, obviously, like well, England, because so much shit went down in England as well, or like in um, Rome and stuff, where they're fucking putting in a car park or something, and then. Terry, the construction manager, the he's like getting a call saying, Come look at this, and he comes there and there's like twelve bodies and they're like shackled and they've got expressions of like screams on their face and shit, and they're just like in this mass grave. And there's quite a few. Some are really interesting. Like I'm pretty sure they found which king did they find? Tut. Not King Tut, no, like he was an English king. Like King uh, fucking George or something. Richard or something. Something like that. They found a king when they were making a car park. Like he'd been missing or whatever. They didn't know where he was buried and that. And it was in England and they were like digging up some ground to put a car park in and they fucking found him. Found him. They did. Like how crazy is that though? And he was surrounded by like a bunch of other people as well. And there was one I remember hearing about or reading about ages ago, but I couldn't find it when I looked for it. But it was basically in like a dried lake or something. These people, it was in Russia or somewhere, I don't know. They just stumbled upon it and it was like this mass burial grave of Vikings 
but it was really creepy. All like their hands and the heads and the feet had been removed, but like placed in the grave with them. And it was all children and they'd all died like really strange ways. So they're all kids. No, sorry, not kid, not all kids, but there were kids in there okay. with them. But they all just chalk it up to like warfare. That's it not warfare, like a, man. Yeah, it seems like a really weird thing <laughs> to do, hey. Yeah, because especially when it's not really like a ritual thing that you'd see often. Like it's kind of like a one-off thing. Yeah. Like Vikings don't do that. Well, I didn't, yeah, exactly. I think the, the dead people were, like the bodies were of Viking descent. Yeah. So I don't know who they ran into there. But I think in Russia, was it the Man- the Mansi? The Mansi people? In don't certain know. regions? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. But that's like, people. what was the name of that uh, family in America that was made the travel Donna. through the snow? The Donner Party, yeah. I mean, if it weren't survivors to say what happened, they'd probably look at that and say, I wonder what happened. Yeah. Why were these bodies, you know, cut up or whatever? Is there some weird creatures? It was me and he just, he was hungry. Well, I wrote yeah, it. Yeah, it was like a simple explanation, yeah. but your mind can just go wild yeah. with whatever yeah. it is. They, I think that a lot of the times for that sort of thing, they just blame the Native Americans. <laughs> They're just yeah. like, they be eating people. No, the white people did it to the white people. Yeah. There's a book actually I read on that. I can't remember what it was called. It's not The Indifferent Stars Above, which is an actual, like, biography of what happened but it's like it's based on the true story but then they add like this element of like these kind of werewolf creatures eating people along the way and how they one person in the party got bitten and then he started to go crazy and eat the other members of the party and it was like it was a really cool story like and sometimes i think it's just more fun to believe you can have you can have a good story but we all know what sells yeah so you might get a bit further out there and make it scary and unexplainable and people want to yes. wonder and and write your own story in your head. This is what you've done to us our whole lives. That crash in Barrington, the, Ces- the Cessna. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Yep. You were like, yeah, it was really crazy because there was police officers on it and they were transporting gold. Yep. And it crashed into bank. That's not true. There Just was, a little bit of embellishment. The story I told you was true. There was one police officer on it, and it was a bunch of guys coming back from the Gold Coast who had been on a bus party. <laughs> that was where the gold yeah. came into it. And, <laughs> honestly, and you're like a bunch of cops. There was cops on the plane, which was really weird because they were escorting this gold, supposedly. And I was like, they were coming back from a Bucks party, and one of the friends was a pilot. So they'd flown up there, and he was flying them back, and one of the friends just happened to be a cop. And then they flew back and then they crashed in, into Barrington and this area. Is what and I'm Dad's saying, like, and when you tell a story, the person <laughs> yeah. reading it or listening to it, just go, here's what they want to hear. That's what you heard. Do you know how fucking stupid you feel when you're telling your friends your dad was a cowboy and your mum was a horse trainer? Yeah. And, and people were like, what? I'm like, yeah, my dad said he was a cowboy and he fought, he fought the Indians. And people are like, you're in Australia and your dad was born in 65. And I'm like, my dumb dumb. There's like, a what? photo of it on the wall, <laughs> yeah. okay? It oh, happened. Oh my God. And you tell stories and people be like, that's not accurate. I'm like, yeah, this my dad told me. It's like that comedy thing from Tom Segura. His dad tells him one thing and forever he's telling people Tommy Lee Jones is gay. <laughs> yeah. And then his dad's like, I don't know. I just thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like the right thing to say but at the time. That's what it is. So many times in my life I've said something and people are like, I don't think that's true. I'm like, yeah, it is. And I look into it. I'm like, none. this is all fabricated. So what have you learned? Not to trust you. Yeah, that uh-huh. when you tell a story, it's only half true. But it's a cooler story than yeah, the actual story. Yeah, and that's what my point is. You would never a dull story. You would have never listened to the proper stories I told you. But it was so. like, even small things like psychologically can have an effect. Like I, Dan and I walked Junie. She likes to go down and throw rocks in the dam. And we walked her down there and we're throwing rocks in the dam. And I was like, okay, we're not going any closer now. 
Dan's like, what is your problem with dams? I'm like, there's crocodiles. And he's like, what? I'm like, there's crocodiles in there. And he's like, there really isn't. And I was like, I know there isn't. But I've spent my whole life believing that there was because you told us that so we didn't get too close to dams and drown. And now I'm like psychologically scarred from that. Dams. You're welcome. Bodies of water should be a beautiful thing. And I'm terrified of them. Mm, me too. <laughs> You have oh, all people shit. Yeah. Dan's like, why don't you just say snakes? I'm like, what? He goes, why didn't you just? I fucking no, I'm not telling the story. Probably was snakes. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, they probably were a legitimate threat. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> we don't do that. Even the river down at the river, I don't like going in it. Not because it's just disgusting. Bull sharks down there. There are bull sharks at the river. <laughs> that's another thing that people think is a myth. But I remember one time. A group of guys went into Molly Seafood, so I went to school with, and they had a baby bull shark in a trolley. So where we live is how many kilometres inland? Oh, as the crow flies, probably ah, 70 k's, I suppose. Whenever someone says as the crow fly, I always like think of like Game of Thrones now. Well, I'm like, what message is it delivering? Well, <laughs> well bull sharks in the river. <laughs> it's fairly important to get it right because, I mean, the river, if, if we're actually 70, 70 k's from the coast, the river could be 200 k's from oh, the coast. Oh, because it's like winding. Wind so much, yeah. But it is it directly feeds into the ocean, yep. right? And then um, as far as Morpeth, which is like how many Ks? Um, half that. Oh, two half that. They yeah. actually have like people have worry about sh- actual sharks being well, in that river area. Exactly. But it still like seems far enough from the coast that you'd be okay. But there's actually sharks there. And then I remember once Molly Seafoods is like the only seafood place in town here. A, a kid's... Like that, they were teenagers. So my year at school went in with a fucking shopping trolley with a baby bull shark in it that they caught in the river. Yeah, and they took it in. They're like, "What's this?" And they were like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. is that crazy? It doesn't seem right, but I believe it's possible. It it's- doesn't surprise me. Like, even though like the river's really shallow at most points, and you think it'd be hard for something to get up there, but bull sharks seem to be able to access up rivers very easily. You hear yeah. all the stuff in Brisbane because that's what the bull sharks do. The mother bull sharks, they go up into the freshwater to lay their babies because it's considered safer than having them out in the ocean. Like, there's less of, like, the predators, predators yeah, to get them. And I remember being in Brisbane, they'd be all up in the river, and you'd have people, like, we lived fairly inland at Brisbane, I would say, on the river and there'd be people like hundreds of kilometers further up than us and their horses that they would train in the river would be getting attacked by bull sharks and Dan used to go wakeboarding and he would see like bull sharks when he was wakeboarding and I was like are you fucking stupid why would you wakeboard in a river full of bull sharks and apparently it was infested with bull sharks yeah. but that's, that's, the, that's the place to train if you want to because that yeah. yeah the incentive is not come off <laughs> you'd be pretty good board. at it soon yeah, wouldn't yeah, you yeah. Yeah. that's like the guys I used to work with up north they, they're like what are you doing this weekend? I was like, oh, I'm just flying back down home, you know, relaxing with the missus. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're just going skiing up in the river up here. I'm just like, dude, isn't there like saltwater crocodiles in the river? And they're like, yeah. yeah. No. Like, okay. what? Would yeah. you take a croc over a shark? Because I would take a shark over a croc any day. I'll take a shark over a croc. Uh, those crocs, they will take you down and they do like what the death roll with you underwater. Like, once they got you, you're fucking dead. Like, sharks sometimes let go. Have you heard of the Amityville? It's, like, poorly named, but the Amityville shark attack up off um, Stratty Island. So there's an island, and it's called Amityville Island or whatever, and there was um, this 16-year-old girl, and she was playing in the water in a well-known, like, shark hotspot. The locals, like, fucking... it's There's, like, a river that comes off the there that meets the ocean so that's where all the fish feed or whatever and just there as well is where all the locals skin their fish and gut them and stuff and there was a dog in the water with these chicks that were like 
from some missionary. I know it was like some Jesus school trip or something. And she was 16 years old and she started calling out shark attack, shark attack. And they dragged her back on to land. They went in and got her. And all she was was a torso and a head. Like this is legit. This actually happened. There was nothing else to her. And she obviously died. She bled out. And when they were like investigating what happened, it was determined that she was attacked by three different bull sharks at once. Really? Yeah. That's what they're going Western Australia. They got taken by the two great whites. Remember that? Two great whites came and got him. Someone saw two great whites come and just grab him and take him that's under. Terrifying. How creepy is that? It's like yeah. working as a pack. Yeah, yeah. but that's what. And they're f- like fish. That's weird. But how many bull sharks must be in the water? And there was like people swimming there. No, and she wasn't like any further out. The only thing that they said was a little bit different was that she was swimming with a border collie. So she was paying fetch and like throwing the ball and, there was, and apparently dogs attract sharks. Is that yeah. true? Because I've heard that, but is that like an urban legend kind of thing? Well, did the dog live? Yes. Oh, yeah. good boy. Goodest of boys. Well, that's what matters in a story, isn't it? As long as the animal So lives. the sharks are attracted to the dog, but then they eat the human. Well, the human's bigger than the dog, I suppose. I think it's the movements that the dog makes in the water. So don't dog And like paddle. the smell. <laughs> don't go into the water is my... I, I, just, just, I was just having a quick look while you were chatting, and the furthest the shark has been seen up river, river is in the Mississippi River. And it's as far as 1,100 kilometres. Wow. What sort of shark was that? A bull shark. Really? Yep. 1,100 k's. 1,100 k's. That's 1,100 k's of fresh water. Yep. How big was it? Uh, I don't think it goes on to say. just says that's how far it was, 700 miles. That's a long way. That's massive. That's huge. I suppose it's a huckle, huckle, the, the river. Huckleberry fin? Yeah. It's a shark with a fin? Fantastic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um... I should have talked over that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking righto. It depends whether the, the river can handle it, I guess, is the thing. Well, they say that was like we were talking about in the um, what Jaws was based on. The the Jersey Jersey Shore attacks was the strange thing was they these boys were attacked pretty far up a creek. Well, they call it a creek in America. I think it's quite a big river. And when they finally found a shark out in the ocean, they cut him open. The boy's body was in it, but it was a... Um, a great white shark. It wasn't a bull shark. Yeah. So that's what was really strange. It had gone up into like the estuary yeah, to hunt. Unless the, the great white ate a bull shark that had the kid in it. But then mm. wouldn't the bull shark be in the body? Then you'd cut open the great white shark, then you'd cut open the bull shark. And then Maybe the bull shark fitted perfectly within the great white yeah, and they yeah. thought when they cut it open, they were cutting one shark open. Or exactly. maybe it was like a baby bird and it swam back in the ocean. <laughs> and then the great white shark ate them again. You know what I mean? You're saying the bull shark framed the great white. They're clever. They're crafty bastards. <laughs> crafty he bastard. would have had to swallow it backwards. That would be hard with things <laughs> and so forth, wouldn't it? So Unless he's chasing him. <laughs> I'm not uh, perfectly sure the anatomy Don't of the woodchuck. make that noise. When I was in emergency department, there was this chick in front of me and she was a cyclist and she'd swallowed a rock. Someone had like flicked a rock up in front of her and I don't know how like this was. thrown way. a rock at her. No, I would have. No, yeah. I didn't mean she. The person in front had flicked a rock up, and she had accidentally half swallowed it or something. And the whole time I'm seeing this emergency war, all you, all you can hear is this, like this, and coughing and dry heaving. And I was just like, go away. Talking about bike riders, you know how you always see them riding around. They're always wearing like the lycra, so yeah. they can ride quicker. Is that yeah? Is that why they wear it? Isn't that what they do? It? So, like, less I think wind it's like resistant aerodynamic, kind of thing? Yeah. Wouldn't you think if you're out doing it, wouldn't you wear, like, the biggest, baggiest clothes you can wear? So, when it came to race time, then chuck on the locker and you'd be just super quick? So, you're, like, talking about you hike with a full pack, even though you don't need it because you will need it. Exactly. And then that helps. Yeah, it helps. It makes you stronger. So, when you actually do hike, you'd be able to hike better. Well, why not just practice 
riding a bike with flat tyres. Why don't we just ride scooters? <laughs> <laughs> just run. But isn't it as well like it stops chafing or something? Maybe. I, I don't, I don't know. know. I know it's like there's a point to it, but I see what you're saying. But this chick would have rode quicker if she had her mouth shut instead of open catching rocks. I don't think so because you need to breathe. <laughs> oh, so she didn't I'm going so fast, but I'm <laughs> That's terrible. I just had one more. It thing. like a car with a scoop on it, on its box. <laughs> Sucking here. <laughs> I just wanted to say there's a golf course in Brisbane, not Brisbane. It's the Gold Coast up in North Australia. That's where the gold came from on the Cessna. Yeah, remember. where all the bucks parties are. Yeah. <sighs> So, I don't know, are the estuaries up there, they're like man-made, right? So, they build all the houses and they have man-made kind of estuaries. Yeah, and then the, a fair bit of that. The sharks have all come into it. There's been heaps of cases where the bull sharks are in there and there was one old dude who was like 80 and would swim laps in these estuaries every day and he was taken by a bull shark. But also there was like this really big flood. And then a couple of months after the flood waters receded, this golf course was like, the fuck is in our dam? This is just like a, a like a probably a large size dam on a golf course. Bull shark was in their dam. It was left in their yeah. dam. I, there's photos of it. Like you can Google Google bull shark in Gold Coast golf course dam, and it's in there. And they go and they'll like fucking stir it up and shit, and you'll see it thrashing about in there yeah. because the the flood brought it in and then it left. Like we could have shit in our dams. What's well, the same as those uh, tsunamis? And when it receded, there was sharks in resorts in pools. Was there really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? As far as you know. Yeah. <laughs> <You're fucking> <laughs> there was definitely <laughs> pools. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that video of a little crocodile that comes in the old mate's pool? Oh, He's yeah. like swimming with his missus Mrs. in the pool. Yep. And this little crocodile comes in and starts like attacking his missus. Yep. And he takes off. Yeah. Uh, he's there he's he's as quick as he can. <laughs> And his like that girlfriend's is. getting mauled in the pool yeah. by this. How big's the croc? Oh, it's only what four foot or something like that. What only that. four foot? It yeah, was all, big. Yeah. yeah. Is it an alligator or a crocodile? Oh, cr- I don't know. And then he, he realised I better go back and get her out. Otherwise yeah, it's going to be that messy. I got to clean that. Pool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he went and pulled her out. Something yeah. wrong with you too. <laughs> That's, That's true, terrible. though. That's yeah, true. Yeah, no, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to do another episode on animal attacks because I love it. Yeah. Well, not when I'm getting attacked. No, when other people are. <laughs> when the fine. cat attacks me, it annoys me. So I can't imagine getting attacked by anything else. But imagine that cat, but like six times bigger. Cougars. They were talking about in Colorado that um, because of the way men were making things or like encroaching on environments, cougars started killing people in this one town in Colorado so if you went out jogging, a lot of people were, like, dying because a cougar would, like, attack you. And I feel like it would almost be not scary to be attacked by a cougar, but I feel like you have more chance surviving a bear attack than a cougar attack because most times with a bear attack, you just play dead, but cougars are, like, they're, like, out to eat you and they want to, you know what I mean? They're, like, looking at you like prey. Yeah. And that's what started happening. Cause I've been in a couple of pubs and seen a few cougars. <laughs> Been attacked by a few, have you? <laughs> no, I had your mother there, thankfully. <laughs> Mum's like, what, there's cougars. Mum's just like, mum's like a fucking Kodiak bear. If these cougars come near you, she'd eat them alive. You wouldn't mm. even, she'd just look at them. They'd be like, never mind. <laughs> just walk away. She's a scary lady. Mm. <laughs> yeah, animal attacks are fun. Mm. Did you have anything, Dad, that you want to talk about that no, is really. maybe like 50% accurate? Oh, God, you don't even like have that. to go that far. <laughs> yeah, just some. I was actually thinking on my way over. I was thinking, uh, Josh. What do you say? Like, uh, flavour of chips. What's your favourite flavour? And I'm thinking, should do something like that. Why? It was stupid the first oh, time you did it. Like, <laughs> it, was like, it was like paddle pops. How many different flavours of paddle pops are there and what's your favourite? Banana. 
banana for sure. No, Easily. rainbow. Do you know the rainbow is just caramel? That's all it is, which really? is flavor. So what else is it? Uh, I think your mother said bubblegum. No, is rainbow's bubblegum. Bubble that's what is rainbow it? is. No. Yes, it is. No, rainbow's literally caramel, which nah. is food coloring. Rainbow's tastes like bubblegum. Googs it. What would there be? Vanilla? Guarantee it. Vanilla, oh. chocolate? No, there's no vanilla powder pops. No, it should be. Why? Vanilla's, there's vanilla everything. Yeah. I bought Juniper, this vanilla ice cream, a vegan vanilla ice cream, and it's made out of coconut milk. And usually they're pretty bad and they're really good. And then Dan and I do this thing when she gets really good stuff and we eat it all. And we're like, oh. Shouldn't have done that. She's a toddler. <laughs> she doesn't care. Would we? We had um, golden gay times, but they were Cocoa Pop ones. Mum bought them the other day on like a shopping spree in town. She's like, I'm going to get these. I'm like, I don't think Dad will want that. And she yeah. was like, get them. So were did you have good? one? I don't know. Are you allowed to call them gay times anymore? Yes, Dad. Yes. It just means happy time. That's were they good, Joe? Uh, they weren't as good as the original. Like the ice cream, the, you know, the, the normal gay time. The yeah. original. So these the ones best. are coated with like cocoa pops instead of like the original. Cocoa. No, I didn't. Oh, that. sorry, I thought you were talking about you can get you can get popcorn gay time. Popcorn oh, you can do that. Now. You can get that too. I haven't had that. Oh, I thought you were talking about that. No, like the actual paddle pop, like the actual oh, gay time and it's ice cream. In what? In cocoa pops. Ah, uh, yeah. the original's better. Never tried the cocoa. Pop. I love cocoa pops. Yeah, cocoa pops is good. Do you remember when we used to go on holidays and then Mum would always buy these miniature cereal packets? Yeah, and they would always be like yeah. fucking knock down, drag out walls over. You got either cocoa pops or Fruit Loops. Yeah, and if you were stuck with the fucking Kellogg's cornflakes, oh. you were just like, "This is the worst." No, I'm not eating ever. today. hundred <laughs> percent. I was like, I just want the cocoa pops. And Mum's like, "The rice bubbles are left. They're pretty much the same thing." I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" They're literal cocoa pops without the cocoa. It's just rice. <laughs> Right. I'll go back a bit further. We used to get like grain brought to the farm, like the dairy and feeding cows. And one time grain was in, you know, it was, it was very hard to get and it was very expensive. So the, the likes of Kellogg's and that started, it was almost their floor sweepings of oh, whatever really? cereals they were making. And they used to bag it up and they would sell it and you'd get it pretty cheap, but it's full of, you know, it had because it comes from grains and so forth. This so is it, Dad justifying him eating the cow's grain. Oh, mate, they 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 had those fruit loose <laughs> bags of it. I'd go up there, oh, morning you finish milk. I'd just take my bowl up into the ocean, <laughs> dig the bloody bowl into a bag of this. Fruit and then the cow walked past and just squirted the milk on out of the titty. Pa's yelling at Dad, don't you fucking dare eat that. That's for the cows. Yeah, it was good. It was still crispy and yummy. Is that yeah. when you stuck your hand in and got half your hand chopped off? That was a that was an auger. That was a grain auger. No, that's not it's smart. Do. W, you've uncovered it. That's what Dad was yeah. doing. He's reaching in for his coat. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I lost a couple of fingers. Um, Where did you get your fingers reattached here in Singleton? On my hand. Um, <laughs> by Dr. Crossheart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Singleton. It was, um, that would be about... The 70s. 45 years ago. Yeah, they were pretty good in them days. It was only hanging by, both of them were hanging by a thread. I can't even believe Singleton had a working hospital back then. Yeah, no, Like, it, it doesn't go. seem like it would have been big enough. Even now, it's kind of like, mm. you wait three hours for one doctor, and as soon as you hear the ambulance yeah. come in, you're just like, fuck, I'm going to be... It was, <laughs> it was before microsurgery and all that, so he did a pretty good job. He didn't think he'd save them, so he... He stitched them on in a position half, not not straight, not closed, sort of in between, because he didn't think I'd ever move them, and at least if they were in the middle, they'd look a bit normal. But I got most of my movement back. Is that so. true? That's why he did it? Yeah, yeah, put them like, like that. Just like half, you, know, you yeah. can't see it, like a half a fist, just so it didn't Oh, look. okay, so that they couldn't straighten, but the other ones Yeah, could, yeah. yeah, but now, you know, i got pretty fair movement. They look a bit weird. I just... <laughs> You need a photo of that to put it we on We need a photo of that to put it on I just remember grandma always telling me the story. All she was mad about was 
that you had lied to the because you're going to go in for surgery and like have you had anything to eat and you're like yeah. no nothing and then you got really nervous and grandma was like what's wrong with you and you were like i've had six biscuits yeah. <laughs> because you weren't supposed <laughs> to be eating the biscuits to begin with and they just you know, the old man would be like, get up with Eric. Yeah. And I'd get home and <laughs> I'd raid the bloody biscuit barrel. <laughs> biscuit barrel before I went up and have a gut full of them. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to have to have surgery. <laughs> I just love that you lied about it and Grandma was just like, you shouldn't have been eating those biscuits to begin with. And, then, yeah. and not only did you not have one or two, you had six biscuits. Yeah, I think it was more like nine, to be honest. <laughs> you were like, yeah, tell, <laughs> as you always do, telling half so, truth. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma just being like, karma. Shouldn't have I can't the imagine grandma as a mum, just like four kids on a dairy farm, throwing glass bottles at one another, just feral oh, as anything. Mm. Grandma and grandma's like kind of like the queen. That's how I see her. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, she put up with a bit. <laughs> <laughs> with all, not just you kids as well, with all the cousins and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, it was pretty full on. Good fun, good days. Good fun. Shoot your cousin in the ass. Good fun. Yeah, yeah. Shooting him was all right. It was when he shot him out. He it so much. Good, clean fun. Yeah. People are like, why are you the way you are? I'm just like, you should meet my dad. It explains everything. Yeah, <laughs> we made it to the one hour mark. <laughs> really? We did it, yeah. Considering George carried this whole yeah, episode. Yeah, no, did well, I had nothing to okay. contribute. I was like going to. And then I was you're like, still half asleep. I've been very unwell. Look at this as commitment. Very much committed. Josh can't even come because he's got overtime, which is selective. I can't mm. help that I'm ill. If somebody paid me to stay away, I would have. Yeah, true. But no one's paying you. Nah, so I'm here. That's what dad, uh, our running joke is dad's got an Oki strap and that's what he uses on the tractor. He just gets the right angle and hooks the Oki strap up and it goes round and round in circles. <laughs> and dad just sits there and watches it. <laughs> Every time. Uh, no worries. Well, thanks for listening to our in-between episode. I guess you'd call it that. Mm. We had to drag Dad in. We're sorry. Yeah. He's all we could afford. Sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you. We'll have another episode this week. And I won't be asleep for it. Yeah, it'll be a good start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I forgot to put the outro music on. Are you... you you're I'm here. very high on endo. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yes. Does it all make sense now? Yeah, it's coming <laughs> to More piecing it together now. <laughs> No worries, guys. We'll enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you soon. See you guys. Have a good one.